The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. my co-host Joey Ikes today. Uh, I'm in Atlanta for a baseball tournament that I'm currently coaching and Joey is jammed up at work. So I'm recording this before we have to hit the baseball field. Um, we have, we had been doing our positional ranking for the NFC East. We did that last week for offense, um, ranking out where we see each position group for each spot uh, for the NFC East teams. Uh, we were supposed to come on today and do that for defense, but we, um, with, with this not having so we have a lot of housekeeping stuff to maintain today um have some news that came out i don't know if you consider it breaking news um but for as slow as this off season has been we're going to consider it breaking news um adam schefter reported this morning that cowboys six-time uh all pro guard and team captain zach martin martin is considering not reporting to training camp due to his unhappiness with his contract and the team's lack of interest in restructuring it per services Martin believes he is woefully underpaid relative to the market. Martin is scheduled to make about $7 million less this season than the NFL's top paid guard. Um, so, yes, that is something we've talked about for in nauseam, really, over the last couple of years. It's just how team-friendly Zach Martin's contract was, how Tyron Smith's contract was. And it sounds like Zach Martin is finally kind of like, hey, I'm getting older. I have maybe bit that injury bug a little bit more here recently than I had earlier in my career. So he's probably at that point in his career now where he's looking, he's looking out a little bit more so for his health and future than the right now and helping the team um, from a salary cap standpoint. So it looks like he is threatening um, that uh, Michael Gelkin also reported that he is widely considered uh, the top guard in the NFL is considering not reporting to training camp on time because he believes his contract does not reflect his value. That was, you know, pretty much Adam Schefter reported it for first, and then Michael Gelkin confirmed that report and added something to it. Um, so, like I said, that's that's pretty, pretty big. Um, Zach Martin is, no Cowboys bias here, the best offensive guard and maybe even the best offensive lineman in whole 
in the NFL. Um, and he has been on a team friendly deal. And the later you get into that deal, the more team friendly it gets. And it seems like he wants something done to his deal. Um, so, you know, you get to that point with new offensive coaching staff, you know, maybe some new systems put in place. You want all your guys there for camp. And, you know, Martin has plenty of he's got plenty of say here. He can kind of hold out and say, hey, you know, have fun with, you know, Chuma Doga as your starting left guard or, you know, move. Terrence Steele isn't ready. So I don't know if you can move Tyler Smith there over yet. So the ball is in Zach Martin's cart court especially with how good of a player he is and how valuable he is to this football team and it sounds like he's trying to play those cards to to force the Cowboys hand in you know either giving him more guaranteed money or bumping up his his uh, salary for the year so I think he could be in the running for a uh, new contract but after that was reported uh, Adam Schefter added to it that the Cowboys have been open to working on contract extensions for C.D. Lamb, Trayvon Diggs, and Terrence Steele. Jerry Jones has discussed restructuring Dak Prescott's contract, and now Dallas has one more contractual issue prior to camp. Zach Martin is unhappy with his deal. So it sounds like maybe there's been some conversation with the C.D. Lambs, um, with the Trayvon Diggs, and then you know, kind of a new little nugget there is that it sounds like maybe they've reached out to Terrence Steele's camp a little bit and looked at maybe trying to get something done with him. So, um, and then we've, we've heard the, the, I guess you can say rumors or discussions or whispers that, you know, they have started maybe feeling out what the, that market for Dak Prescott is going to look like for his new extension, um, new contract that he could be receiving anytime really, whether it's this year or next year. Um, it sounds like the Cowboys want to to bring him back and make him, you know, uh, the quarterback of the future once again, um, and hopefully end his tenure as the Cowboys quarterback. Um, but the C.D. Lamb and Trayvon Diggs thing—that's something we haven't heard a lot about. Uh, obviously, you know, when when Stephen Jones gets asked that, when Jerry Jones have gotten asked that over the last year or so, it's been a lot of, you know, we want those guys, we drafted those guys. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens at the end of the day, as everybody likes to say, you know, it depends on what the money looks like and we'll go from there. Um, but it's tough to imagine. I mean, it's tough to imagine that Trayvon Diggs and and CD lamb will not be a cowboy for the next, you know, I I think CD lamb's 100% going to receive some sort of long-term contract and be here for, you know, the next five to six years. And I think Trayvon Diggs, you know, maybe not see a contract that big. Um, he could be a guy that, you know, could play on a tag, could 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 do something like that. So um, I, I think they'll be here for the foreseeable future for sure. Uh, the Terrence Steele nugget, I think, is one of the most interesting ones because we've heard, I don't know if conflicting is the right word, but, you know, everybody thought that Terrence Steele was, was really working himself into that right tackle um, for the for the long and short term. Uh, after what he did last year and then kind of how that offensive line played when he went down with his injury. But some of the whispers and rumors we heard, you know, after the season and throughout the offseason that, yeah, you know, there's still, you know, Terrence Steele might not be the starter. He could be working in as a guard made you kind of wonder how much they really valued and like Steele, or was that just a contractual uh, ploy to maybe, maybe diminish some of his value. Um, But in the end, I think that that's kind of the, the overall sentiment here is that, it sounds like some of these players, you know, the the Zach Martins, the 
we, we've seen the contract stuff go down with, with some of these players in the past where they're just, they're not going to take, you know, the Tyron Smiths of the world. He, he just restructured his deal and gave them Demarcus Lawrence just helped his team out. But some of these guys are, they're at the point now where it's like, Hey, I can't keep, I can't keep give, doing you guys a favor, you know, especially the older, the later I get into my career, the more injuries I see that start to pile up. Um, so I think it's it's one of those times where you're you're seeing you're seeing these guys maybe put their foot down and go, hey, we're we're not doing that. Um, we actually just had a, a a new nugget, or if you want to call it a nugget or whatever. But Michael Gelkin just reported um, on principal Cowboys right guard Zach Martin his merit to be dissatisfied while he earns thirteen point five million in twenty twenty three. Colts left guard Quentin Nelson signed an extension last year that averages twenty million dollars per year. Falcons right guard Chris Lindstrom's deal in March averages 20 and a half million per year. So, you know, Zach Martin, as we just noted, is widely regarded as one of, if not the best offensive lineman in the NFL. He's making $7 million less than Chris Lindstrom and six and a half million dollars less, less than Quentin Nelson. So kind of gives paints the picture for you and, you know, can kind of give you an idea of why he might be a little bit frustrated with his contract um, and, you know, wanting to do something new. And, and again, I, Zach Martin is so important to this team, but there's no way that they're going to go. Yeah. We just don't, you know, we don't have the money to do it. They'll, they'll figure out a way to do it. They have plenty of salary cap space left. A lot of fans have, have been upset that they didn't be more aggressive using some of that salary cap space this off season. Um, and some people might be listening to this and being like, well, that's normally how you are Connor. But for the most part, like, I really enjoyed what they did this offseason. They went and traded for Brandon Cooks. They went and traded for Stephon Gilmore. They weren't big spenders in free agency, but they went and got veteran players that can help them, and it didn't cost them an arm and a leg. So I'm not all about just spending money in the offseason. I'm about spending the right resources to bring in the right players, and I feel like they did that this year. So, you know, while they have plenty of salary cap space left to give Zach Martin a new deal or give CeeDee Lamb a new deal or – Trayvon Diggs or whoever that might be, Dak Prescott. Um, I think it's just important to note that, you know, me, I, I don't want to speak for all fans, but I'm not frustrated with the way they handled this offseason. Um, not at all. I think that they did a really nice job. Um, I think they did a really nice job in the draft uh, for the most part. I think they did a really nice job being aggressive in free agency. And then they did bring in some depth uh being aggressive in the trade market, excuse me. And then they did bring in some depth pieces and free agency that I think um, could be some helpful pieces to this team. So um, like I said, a little bit of this is, I don't know if it's considered breaking news, but for how slow this off season has been, it certainly feels like it, especially when it is um, about Zach Martin, who's been a quiet kind of happy go lucky go as you please guy for all of his career. So for, for him to, you know, Obviously, this is something that's either coming from him or his agent, but to threaten that holdout of training camp, um, it really, you know, does does kind of shine some light on just how frustrated he might be with his contract and how quickly the Cowboys might need to work to get that done before they head off the camp. But that's what we're going to get into next. Like I said, we will probably talk a little bit more about our defensive rankings um, next week. But the Cowboys training camp is is coming up. It's It's right here. Um, they head out to training camp on July 24th. Um, so they are about a week away from going to camp. Um, and like I said, they get, they get started uh, on July 24th. They head to July 24th. 
um, and then they, they get their training camp, um, and then they'll head back to Oxnard. So it, the, the, the off-season grind is getting ready to get started. Uh, so I wanted to just go through and talk about a few players that we really haven't spent a lot of time on this offseason, whether that's draft picks, whether that's um, just kind of under-the-radar guys that I think could have uh, good training camps and could pick up some, se- um, some steam as we get towards the regular season. Uh, so I just wanted to go through five guys that I think um, are going to have big training camps, big preseasons, and then really fight for, you know, a roster spot or some maybe a starting depth. So kind of, you know, looking at this in different tiers almost. But um, one guy I wanted to start with, and that's that's a guy that might be a little bit more important now than he was a little bit ago. But that is Matt Willetsko, uh, the second year offensive lineman out of North Dakota. Um, well, let's go. Do, we talked about him a little bit on our last show, like. He didn't do anything in year one, and he's been getting a lot of hype going into year two. And the last time I remember that happening was Terrence Steele. And he came out, everybody kind of rolled their eyes. You know, hey, we don't know that this guy's even an NFL player. He comes out, he really works hard, grinds, and he turns into a starting caliber right tackle and a pretty darn good one at that. So um, Matt Willetsko is a guy who I think is kind of following in the footsteps of Terrence Steele. I think he's He's gotten the coaching staff praise that you look for when guys are making that jump. Uh, they're working hard in the weight room. They're working hard to improve on some of their mechanical issues or technical issues. So I think Matt Willetsko is a guy who is really going to surprise some people this year. Um, now, whether that's getting some right tackle snaps, if Terrence Steele isn't ready at the start of the season, whether that's getting left tackle snaps, if Tyron Smith has is banged up in camp or goes down with, unfortunately, that, you know, eventual injury that he suffered every year. Um, and, and, you know, I know they've even, I don't know if this is something we've talked about a lot, but they've even said maybe having him, you know, play some guard some this year. So I think he's a guy who's going to probably move over, play some right tackle, play some left tackle. He'll be the swing tackle and he might even be uh, slated into, you know, filling at some of the guard spots too. So Matt, well, let's go. I think is, is number one on my watch list for training camp, just because I do think, uh, all the praise he's gotten this offseason and then some of the traits he had coming out of North Dakota last year make him a really intriguing option is a is a depth offense alignment that could develop into a quality starter um, if he continues to see that jump. Number two, and, and this is, I guess this might sound a little strange, but it's Mozzie Smith. I mean, I can't remember the last time that the first round draft pack, draft pick for the Dallas Cowboys has not gotten any sort of like, hype around him and and maybe it's just because he's you know a nose tackle and no one's excited about a nose tackle but we've talked about it off season this off season after the draft that Mozzie Smith is not just a nose tackle um he's not just a a guy who's gonna eat up space and not provide any sort of production he's a guy who is going to produce um he's going to do it at a high level and I think he's going to do it pretty 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 soon into camp um i think that his strength his athleticism his power is something that we haven't seen from a interior defensive tackle in a long time for dallas um even when they had a guy like jonathan hankins last year um you know got him at the trade deadline so we didn't get to see him in camp but jonathan hankins is more of what i think a lot of people envision mozzie smith being that big just you know slower plotter who just eats up space and while mozzie smith can do that he's also strong he's fast he's athletic He's twitched up so he can he can provide some you know backfield production tackles for loss sacks as well um even though that wasn't something he did a lot in college we think that's something that he's going to be able to develop in and do a lot better in the nfl so he's really i mean 
I could say he's 1B, 1A, but I, I'm really excited about Matt Willetsko, but I'm also just really excited to see Mozzie Smith in pads and working um, against some of these offensive linemen because I think it's going to be – I think it's going to be – well, you, you're you're gonna watch him in some of these videos, or if you're in Oxnard, you're gonna watch him at practice and go, "Whoa, this this guy's different. Uh, the way he moves, the 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 pop he plays with it is different." So, um, I, I'm really excited about that. And then my third guy is another rookie and a guy we also just haven't talked much about, and that's Demarvion Overshone, a uh, linebacker out of Texas, um, third round pick this year. So I think he's a guy who I'm really excited about because I think that. Um, he fits this defense really well. This 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 defense coordinator, Dan Quinn, he absolutely loves the way that the guys fly, run to the football sideline to sideline. I think that's exactly what he's going to bring to the table. Um, he's a guy who he's not the big physical Mike linebacker that's going to come downhill and, and really pop pads a lot, but he's a guy that's going to just play in space with his hair on fire. Um, you know, he's a former safety, so he's got that smaller, slender build, but he moves. He moves really well. He hits hard in the in open the open field. So I think he's a guy who's going to kind of fill in as that weak side linebacker. Um, could play some of that strong side linebacker if he needs to, but probably going to be your will linebacker at times uh, this year. You know, he's going to be a key special teams player. And I also think he's a guy that might find himself playing more coverage snaps than we really think. Um, you know, especially you know if they get into some of those three or four safety looks, you might see Demarvion Overshone play you know, with those four safety packages and maybe he's not playing as a true safety, but he's almost played as that undersized coverage player that can, you know, cover a tight end, can cover running back out of the backfield, but also be a player that can be a force player against the run too. Um, and he's another rookie. Like I said, this rookie class has not gotten a lot of attention and it, it's kind of because it wasn't a sexy one. They didn't get one of the sexy receivers or, you know, they, they went and traded for the corner. So they didn't get one of these big, big top corners. So they went kind of safe. They went with the the nose tackle. They went with the tight end. They went with the linebacker. So none of those positions are real, really the sexy positions, um, which is which is okay. Like I said, it's just getting good players, and I think they got three good ones there. Um, so he's another guy that I think is really interesting. Um, the last, the the fourth guy I want to talk about, and this is another guy who's not received much attention, but it really. Really, I think he could be in for a big year, too, and that's running back Malik Davis. Um, and really, it got me excited because he's, you know, Dak Prescott posted on Instagram the other day, you know, with all the guys working out at, at the Dak yard. They looks like they went on a little a little trip together, and Malik Davis was front and center in a lot of those pictures. It looks like he's putting in the work. Um, you know, he had a good year one. It doesn't, it doesn't get noticed or talked about a lot because of Ezekiel Elliott, because of Tony Pollard. Rico Dowdle was still around. So, you know, he was kind of the fourth guy in that rotation um, before he got some time with the Rico Dowdle injury. But um, I think Malik Davis is going to be in for a a big, big um, year two. And, you know, a lot of hype in that running back room is obviously, you know, headed to Tony Pollard. And then a lot of hype has been given to Deuce Vaughn, the, the Cowboys uh, day three pick last year out of Kansas State. And again, Deuce Vaughn, I think, is going to be a really good player, uh, a guy who's going to do a lot of fun things in this offense. But I think Malik Davis is a dude that that could really step in and be a starting caliber running back. Um, out of college, coming out of Florida, he was a guy who had all the the skills. He had all the traits. He wasn't a great receiver, and he wasn't a great pass blocker. So he wasn't a great pass protector, and he wasn't a great receiver. But it looks like those are things he's working on this offseason. Like I said, the more you see him, 
and those Dak Prescott Dak Yard pictures and working out with the, those guys um, outside of you know team practices and stuff like that. I mean, obviously that you can't even have team practice right now. But just the more you see him around the the offense, the quarterback, the the receivers. I think that bodes very well for his development in year two and could really set him up for a big uh, year two and, and a role that I don't think a lot of people are expecting from him. I think, you know, as much as we saw Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott do that 60-40, 40-60 split for the last year or two of their career, I don't think it's going to be that much, but I could see Malik Davis getting a much heavier workload than a lot of people are expecting. Last name, and this is shouldn't be a surprise to anyone, um, and really, it's 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 this low on my list just because um, I, mean, I hate to say I'm not excited about him because I obviously am. That's why he's on this list. But it's just because he's he's a veteran and, and, and it's hard to, I guess, get so excited about a guy who's been so good for so long. But Brandon Cooks, um, Brandon Cooks is everything. And again, we've talked about this on the show a little bit. I know he got a lot of love once the trade went through, but. Brandon Cooks is everything that, in my opinion, this offense has missed for the last two or three years. He has the vertical speed. He has that route running ability in all three levels of the field to get open and make uh, receptions easy for the quarterback, which is something we just haven't seen in a long time. Um, and he's a guy that can move around. He's not, you know, your typical X receiver, but he can play some of the Z. He can play some of the slot. So that can allow CeeDee Lamb to, to kind of obviously continue his home as being a, a very good slot receiver, but also bounce outside and play some of that Z slot as well um, when, when he needs to. So that allows this offense to just open up a little bit more. Like I said, Amari Cooper was a really good player for this team. Um, a guy that we obviously wish was still around and, and, you know, had been around these last few seasons uh, before he was traded. But I think Brandon Cooks fills in that Amari Col- Cooper role really nicely um, even though Amari Cooper was a guy who ran really, really fast at the combine, I think, you know, by the time he got to the Cowboys and throughout his Cowboys career, he just he had battled injuries. Uh, he'd aged a little bit. He just wasn't even though he had that four three, I think he ran a four three eight at the combine. Like he never really played that way vertically at all times. He was more of just a smooth, um, silky smooth route runner. And again, he had that straight line speed that Indianapolis in the combine years ago when he was coming out of Alabama, but it wasn't like he was always a vertical player for, for the Raiders or for the Cowboys, and he hasn't been that for the Browns. Well, Brandon Cooks is that. He's a guy that the teams have to worry about. They have to defend deep, um, and that's just something that I think he's he's going to bring an element to this offense that hasn't seen, um, and that's just going to make things very fun because it takes takes a safety that, that's been covering CeeDee Lamb you know, in the middle of the field that for so long, CD, a lot of Dak Prescott's interceptions have been thrown into traffic in the middle of the field because no safety has to worry about covering that deep boundary. Uh, but now they do. They they have to have a guy that is that is worried about that deep half of the field on that Z slide uh, side of the boundary and, and having to cover it. Um, so I think he's just going to bring an element to that that offense with just his name recognition and ability. Then. Then, uh, like I said, when he when he gets to play, when he gets to run those routes, when he gets to stretch the field, I think he's going to produce at a high level. He's been a very productive player for his entire career with subpar quarterback play, and I think that's something he's going to do really well here. Um, and I think he's just, I think if you had to if you had to ask me today, outside of you know the the typical three or four guys who are Pro Bowl guys, I think Brandon Cooks has a has a really good chance to make his. I don't think he's ever made a Pro Bowl, and I think he's got a really good chance this year to make his first Pro Bowl and be a, a key piece to this Cowboys offensive 
Um, I hate to say resurgence because they were really good last year for the most part, most part, but really fixing some of the things that this offense needed to fix. Um, I think Brandon Cooks is going to do that and more. So, but yeah, we just wanted to come to, through today. Um, like I said, Joey was unable to make it. So I wanted to come in today and do some, do some housekeeping with uh, some of the, the notes of Zach Martin, um, some of the reports that, you know, maybe they've been working on some of these deals with, with CeeDee Lamb. Uh, Trayvon Diggs, Terrence Steele, maybe even a little Doc Prescott talk there. We needed to get that housekeeping out of the way. Um, and then, like I said, we're going to finish up that defensive ranking last week and then probably have somebody who's going to camp come on the show and talk about some of the things they're looking forward to and expecting um, and seeing it in Oxnard. So we got two – we got one show left. Actually, excuse me. We have – We have one show left as practice starts. So I think practice starts on the 26th through 27th. Um, so pretty much there will be one of our shows left before training camp really gets hot and going. Um, and we're excited to to get there. Like I said, we're trying to see if me or Joey will be able to make it down to Oxnard for a couple of days this, this year to take a look at uh, the practices and see what, what everything's going on, how everything's looking. Um, but if not, we'll be sure to have people on the show who are there in Oxnard talking about it all. We appreciate everyone for listening. Make sure you guys have subscribed to the show on whatever pod, podcast platform you listen on, Apple Music, Spotify, whatever platform you listen to your shows and podcasts on. You can find the Blogging the Boys podcast. Just search Blogging the Boys podcast on whatever podcast platform you listen on. Hit subscribe and you'll get all the shows the Blogging the Boys podcast uh, platform puts out, which it's a ton of them. It's like two a day. So you'll get a ton of different shows, a ton of different voices, a ton of different opinions from a ton of different people. Um, and that's the only way you can become a smarter fan. Like I said, we, we learn every day. We, we're listening to people all the time, too. So hearing different opinions, hearing different people's sides, point of views is the only way you can learn some things about the game and, and figure things out. And um, We appreciate all the support. Like I said, give us some ratings, give us some likes, give us some reviews. We always appreciate that as well. We will see you guys next time on the Talking to Star podcast. See you then.